Amen? It's hard to imagine that living in America, although it's getting to be. You can't get a King James Bible at a bookstore. Amen? They look at you funny and get you a new King James or something like that. So, But we're happy to have a have a work. Now, I wanted to explain to you, we do have an online bookstore, as Pastor said. We carry about 7,000 items. Started that some time ago to help us raise money for paper. That's our biggest expense. And uh, we carry a few items with us that we publish. Things like Trail of Blood. If you want to know a, an easy history of, of not just Baptist, but uh, religion in general, that's a good book to have. Many Bible colleges use that book. We reformatted it and printed it. We have Fanny Crosby's autobiography is there. We have several other books, mission books, a couple of them back there. And then we have a 80-topic Bible study of C.I. Schofield did many years ago in leaflets. And we've made it into a book. It's back there. And a prophecy series. Boy, that's interesting to people today because you're watching it come alive right before your eyes. Amen? The sleeping bear is awakening, isn't he? Amen? And it's kind of interesting to me to see that uh, how long the Lord will tarry. Amen. Now, if it was me, I'd have pushed the button a long time ago. But uh, that wouldn't have been good. Amen. But God is, is uh, gracious, wants people to get saved, I'm sure. But still, he's only going to tarry for so long. Amen. Well, if you're interested in any of those books, the cost of them is just inside the front cover. And uh, I'd like to tell you, we're able to take cash checks or credit cards. They brought us right up in the 21st century. Amen? Amen. So, so uh, if they're interesting, or you can go online and see the many, many items that we carry in the bookstore. All that helps us. With our biggest expenses, paper. Now, the last load we bought, the price went way up because of COVID. That's what they say. Uh, but I, we're hoping it'll come back down. It's about $1,200 a roll now for paper, and we'll run that in one eight-hour shift, as I said earlier, and we'll print the equivalent of 880 whole Bibles in one day, or 15,000 John Romans. Amen? So pray about that with us, if you will. It's a a tremendous ministry. I love all the printing ministries that are church-based, many of them, amen, doing a great job, and we're happy to be part of that and be one of them. If you have any questions afterward, you can ask. I'll answer what I can. Amen? My wife and I have been on the road now about 12 years, and I think it's given me a, an unusual perspective of independent Baptist churches. I've been in almost every kind you can think of, amen, and uh, uh, I hope anyway, <laughs> amen. Most of them, many of them, good churches with preachers just trying to serve the Lord, amen, trying to teach people, raise up a good people and be a blessing to them. That's the vast majority, thank God for that. Say, what about the others? Well, we'll not worry about them. Amen? Uh, Amen. A lot of newfangled things going on. But I'm getting too old, I guess. I'm not too newfangled. Amen? (laughs) But uh, i like you to know there's a lot of good churches and doing a good job. And we have been in some very fine ones like yours and and happy to be here. Amen? I've been around a good while. Amen? Uh, Knew Brother Jacobs years ago. Amen? We met years ago back when we were younger. Amen? And it started a church in 1985, united with a church uh, back then, and, and was there 18 and a half years, and pastored six years in Indiana, two years with the Fellowship Track League, and now we've been doing this 12. Amen? And so uh, this is a burden God put on us, and we're happy to carry that burden 
It's a great blessing to carry that. Well, if you have a Bible, turn with me to the book of John. The book of John, chapter number 8. But I've noticed something in our travels, not just in churches, but in America in general. You know, you get in some places, like in our, where our church is in the Panhandle of Florida, it's a pretty conservative area. Many independent Baptist churches. I mean, there's tons of them there. Now, you know, when you're in an area where there's a lot of churches, you know how most of them started. Amen? Yeah, but uh, still, there's a lot of them, and, and some good, very good churches, too. And other areas like Dallas, Fort Worth area, you get around those conservative areas with a lot of churches. But still, I'm seeing something in the Bible Belt. Amen? It's not really any longer the Bible Belt like it used to be. And I'm sad to say that. But I believe I at least have an answer why I believe it is. And God has given it to me. And we'll kind of look at that here for just a little bit. In John chapter number 8, I want to read for you just two verses. Verse 31 and 32. John 8, 31 and 32. The Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let's pray. Father, we again love you. Thank you for the opportunity to come to be with these fine folks and their pastor. And I just pray you'll help us today. You know my desires be a blessing, to be a help. And I pray you'll do that as only you can do. Guide and direct us today. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And we'll give you the glory. You deserve it alone. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. In uh, viewing some of the things that I've seen in America, I'm reminded of a story that takes place in 2 Kings chapter 22, if you go back there with me. 2 Kings in chapter number 22. A king comes on the scene, amen, a king named Josiah, prophesied over 400 years before he came. But he came to reestablish this worship of Jehovah in Israel. And in 2 Kings 22, in beginning in verse 3, it says it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, the scribe, to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought in the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people, and let him deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let him give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord, to repair the breaches of the house. Now, Josiah has come and began to be a, a king at eight years old. But ten years later, he had something on his heart to do. The house of God had laid unused, doors shut. It had become filthy, amen? And they had uh, raised money to cleanse the house of the Lord, to repair the breaches of it, so that they could once again establish worship of Jehovah there in that area. And that was the burden that God put upon his heart. Amen? But look in, uh, in verse number 8 with me here. In verse 8, the Bible says, Hilkiah the high priest said in the Shaphan the scribe, I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan and he read it. What had happened? You realize that for Israel the most important things were those blood sacrifices, amen, that they made. It made a, a uh, held their sin in check until Christ came, I guess you would say. But it was so very important to them, and yet they had let that book 
go. They lost God's word. Isn't that amazing? When it was so important to them. You know, once a year when the high priest went in, he would go in with a, a robe of pomegranates and bells on. He'd make noise in there. And they'd be listening to make sure he, they could still hear that noise. they know he hadn't messed up and God killed him. That's how important those sacrifices were. And that was to their well-being and their eternity. And they were concerned. Yet in just a few generations, they had lost God's word completely. And had given themselves over to worshiping idols and things like that. But thank God when Josiah came, he had a burden to reestablish the worship of Jehovah. So Hilkiah found the book. Now notice down in verse number 10, Shaphan the scribe showed the king saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. What's the difference between the book and a book? You're seeing how they lost it. Somebody lost their, their faith in God's word at that time, which would be the law. Amen. But he says he found a book. Amen. And Shaphan read it before the king, and it came to pass when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. The king realized how far they had fallen, how far they had gone from worshiping Jehovah. Amen. And he was concerned because his people were in dire need. They were dying and going to hell. And they had a great need to be able to hear the words of the law and, uh, and allow them to sink in so they might serve the Lord. You know, the Bible says in John 12, 47 and 48, says, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me, now hear this, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Jesus Christ said that they had to receive his words. Amen? That's been the key through every generation, receiving God's word. Now, ladies, if you're married or have been married, you'll understand what I say. I can be sitting there watching something or doing something, and my wife will talk to me, and then all of a sudden she'll stop. She realizes that I am in a man place, a dumb, one-track mind, and she'll say, did you hear what I said? Now, as a good husband, I try to piece together four or five things that did get in and say, yes, you said this, and it never works, amen? God makes sure of that, amen? Uh, amen. You ever, you ever have that happen? Why? Well, I heard her voice, but I wasn't listening. That's what he's talking about. You can witness to some people, you ever notice it, and they hear your words, but they do not receive them. Because if they received them, they'd do something in their heart. No man is strong enough to fight the Holy Spirit of God if they with an honest heart will receive the Word of God. In the parable of the sower, four kind of soils. One of them bear fruit. That was the good soil. The other three did not. Amen. The hard-packed soil, the seed couldn't get a root. The rocky soil, it was scorched and thorn-filled ground choked out the Word of God. Amen. I mean, there are people you can witness to, you can write it out, do everything you can for them. They're not going to receive it. But you can have a child who received the very simple gospel and in a heart pray and ask God to save them. They don't have to have tears. And they... And God will hear their prayer if it's from a sincere heart. That's all it takes. Amen. I wish I could tell you how many people I've seen go to an altar and get up as lost as they were when they went there. Because all they were looking for was fire insurance. Now that's part of it. That gets you there. Amen. Amen. 
I, I didn't vote to go to hell when I was lost. I, that bothered me. But there's something more to it. Amen? That's right. And that is a heart, a broken heart, to receive the gospel. And receive not my words, he said. That's why the parable of the sower said in Luke 8, 15, that good ground are they which in an honest and a good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. A good and an honest heart. Isn't that what we're looking for as people? And, and the power of the word of God is there in Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith comes. Amen? By hearing and hearing by the Word of God. What a blessing to know that God's Word has that kind of power in our lives. Well, I thought then about Solomon. You realize Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived. It says in 1 Kings 4, 29 and 30, it says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. You know, wisdom and understanding go hand in hand. Wisdom is the facts. Understanding is the ability to apply it. That's why the Bible tells us, get wisdom with all thy getting, get understanding. I knew a lot of people had head knowledge of the scriptures, but it never seemed to get through to their hands and feet. Amen? That's because they have wisdom without, not without understanding. See, God has to do it through you. You can't do it. If you ever determined to do something and fell flat on your face, that's because you did it without God. And we've all done it. Amen? But when God's in it, look out. Something's going to happen. Amen? That's a great blessing for you and I to know that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask and think. So Solomon had great wisdom and excelled the wisdom of the children of the East Country, the Bible says. So much so, the Queen of Sheba came to see him in 1 Kings 10. And she made a statement. It says, Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men. Happy are these thy servants. You know what a servant is. It was a slave. Happy are these servants, he says, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. She's saying, your slaves are happy because they hear your wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom. God gave him wisdom more than any other man ever had. Yet he fell. Amen? I'm afraid to tell you, turn with me to Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 17. In Deuteronomy 17, the perimeter was set by the Lord for kings of Israel. Remember when Israel said, we want a king, and God gave him Saul, but he gave him three basic principles for the king to adhere to to remain the kind of king that God would want him to be. Deuteronomy 17 and verse 16, the Bible says this, according to all in Deuteronomy, I'm in 18, Deuteronomy 17, here we go, 16, but he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt to the end that he should multiply horses, for as much as the Lord has said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way, neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his heart turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Three specific categories the king was to be careful of. Amen? That's what it was. He failed in all three of those categories. Amen? You'll find in the Bible there, in, especially in 1 uh, Kings, that Solomon sent to Egypt and got horses 
amen, chariot horses, and, and brought them back to Israel in direct disobedience to God's directive, amen? Then you'll find out that Solomon uh, married a couple wives, 700 wives and 300 concubines. That means, and I say this everywhere I go, the wisest man that ever lived had 700 mother-in-laws. Amen? 700 birthdays. 700 anniversaries. Amen? We just had our anniversary, and my wife reminded me several times it was coming, especially the 50th, because you've got to do something nice for them on the 50th. Amen? Amen? So I got her a zirconium ring, one of those expensive ones. <laughs> no, that's a real one. Anyhow, uh, amen? He, I mean, he had to remember anniversaries. What a sad thing. Wisest man that ever lived. And then he gathered wealth and abundance like no other king ever had. Amen? But something happened. Those are just symptoms. You know how you go to the doctor and you say, well, doctor, uh, I'm having a problem. You say, well, give me, tell me what you're feeling. And you tell them. And those are symptoms. And then they'll do 895 tests. Half of them you probably don't need. Amen? And do it because you have Medicare. Oh, Amen? And uh, they'll do that. And then to try to find out what you have and bring it down to one thing. Amen? But the symptoms are there. They're important, aren't they? And this, these were just symptoms of what happened. Now, I believe I, I, believe I have a, an idea on what happened to Solomon. And I'm going to tell you it's what's happened to America. Amen? If you notice with me here in Deuteronomy 17, now look down at verse number 18. And it shall be, when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. The king was to write a handwritten copy of the law, the Bible of that time. He was to write a handwritten copy and read that Bible every single day. I don't see anywhere in Scripture that Solomon did that. Amen? Well, what's the result if he doesn't do it? Well, look at verse 19. It shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. Now notice this. That he may learn to fear the Lord. Amen? The fear of the Lord is not natural to the human frame. It's a learned thing through the scriptures. Amen? I remember when I was lost, I had all my goals, you know. I was going to have a house and a I had everything a man needed. I had a fishing boat, a shotgun, and a pickup truck. I thought, what else does a man need? Amen? But I had goals and things I wanted to see done and had two little girls and a wife and, and I was working very hard to that end. But then something come along. Those tracks I told you about in that grocery store I delivered to, I started reading them and, man, the Lord messed everything up. Amen? An unsettledness come into my heart, a fear. I started waking up at night, my heart beating, thinking, what happens if I died today? You know, I mean, them things started happening. It was crazy. And I began to, to read those tracts. I read those tracts and the scriptures in those tracts, the Holy Spirit took and produced faith. And faith showed me I was a sinner. Amen? I mean, God did it. He showed me I was a sinner. But then it didn't stop there. He showed me Christ was the Savior. 
And in a long story made short, I received him as my Savior. Amen. What happened? I learned to fear God. Now, let me tell you what's happened to America, not only in the world, but even in many churches. People have lost their fear of God, in America especially. Our, the average person in America has lost their fear of God. Can you imagine how much they beleaguer our God in movies and TV and on the Internet and all? Amen? Yeah. I mean, listen, if people did that years ago, somebody in the old church would have run them out on a rail. Man, I've read accounts of churches from years ago where they'd have meetings and they church one guy for whistling going by the church. Now, I'm not saying that's right. Amen. I'm just saying, man, that was a day. Amen. I mean, I mean, uh, they let them have it sometimes. Well, we, we have lost in America the fear of God. When you witness to a person now in America, you've got to go back to Genesis, start all over again because they don't know who Christ is because of that. But Solomon did not develop the fear of the Lord and the wisest man that ever lived fell. Not only that, it says not only that he may learn to fear his God, but to keep all the words of this law and statutes to do them. He could not follow God because he did not fear God. And because of that, he fell. Now here's a challenge for you and I. You say, well, I'm saved. That didn't end anything. That started it. God's will is for you and I to grow spiritually closer to Him every day of our lives. Amen? To exhibit Him, to love Him, to serve Him, to dedicate ourselves to Him in whatever His will is for our life. His will for your life might be very simple. Aren't you glad He doesn't call everybody to go to Africa? Amen? It may be very simple. Be, be a good husband, be a good wife. Be an honest worker. Display to the world Christ in you. Be faithful to your church. Amen? I mean, that's the bottom line, isn't it? Amen? But it may get more specific than that. Your pastor knows what that's like to be called to a mission field. Amen? And then go to that mission field, leaving family and friends and all that. Amen? I mean, you and I know what it's like if you're a dedicated Christian. You've lost friends because of it. But that's what God's will is for your life and mine. And how do you do that? We're back to the Bible, aren't we? We're back to the scriptures. To be faithful in reading your Bible. Is reading ever become mundane? Why, sure it does. You're a human being. Amen? You open up that Bible. You know, God can do more when you're not even paying attention than you think. Right. I'm not abdicating that. Amen? Right. Amen? God's word is effective. It does the work. If we'll just open it and read it. How much should I read? I don't have a clue. Ask God. Yeah. Amen. I know uh, Brother Sam Gipp tells everybody to read 10 pages. Well, everybody can't read 10 pages. Some people are busy. Can't get that squeezed in. Amen. Well, read it. Dedicate somehow. You say, what? Well, I missed a day. Well, welcome to the human race. Ask God to forgive you and open the Bible and go on. Amen? That's the importance of God's Word. And then think of those, again, that have no access to Scriptures. What are they to do? How are they going to grow in the fear of the Lord if they don't have Scriptures? Amen? You and I are most blessed to be Christians. Why did God come to us? 
Why did we surrender and yield ourselves to him and ask him to save our souls? Why? Why us and not our families, children, workers, acquaintances? How come? That's because you received it. That's what we're looking for. Those who will receive it. Amen? Don't you wish they walked around with a thing stamped on their foreheads at ready? That'd make it a whole lot easier, wouldn't it? Amen? I mean, everywhere I went, I tried at least to leave a track in the house. Amen? Because I've, I've had testimonies. When I was with the Fellowship Track League, I read testimonies of folks. One pastor had a testimony in there. He, he went to a door, handed a man a track, and the man tore it up and cursed him and told him to get off his porch, and he did. But God began to deal with him, go back. That's how crazy pastors are. Amen? <laughs> He finally went, scared to death, knocked on the door. The man said, come in. He didn't know what he's going to do. Amen. Led him into his kitchen, and there on the table was that tract all taped together. He got saved. I've heard of people picking up crumpled up tracks on the ground out on the sidewalk and reading them and getting saved. Amen. God's able. Amen. All we need to do is live it and distribute it. That's what he calls us to do. So, I hope you'll pray for the Victory Baptist Press and other printing ministries that God will supply the need for them to get the scriptures printed. We're in the last days. We have to put it out there and get it out there as quick as we can. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today and thank you for the opportunity once again to come. Father, we have to develop the fear of the Lord in our hearts. That'll dedicate our lives to you and draw us closer to you. And so I pray and ask you to help us, your people. Certainly in our flesh we're weak and feeble, but yet you abide within us if we're saved today. But if we're not saved, what a great opportunity for us to come and receive Christ this very day. I pray you'll draw the people to you. And for us that are saved, that we'll rededicate ourselves to your word, to read your word, to honor and glorify you. And to try by your help to be the example to those around us of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Have your will in your way as the pastor comes now, Lord, please. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, sir. Just stand with your heads bowed and eyes closed. If God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open. What a tremendous need for the word of God need for the Word of God in our life every single day, need, a, need for the Word of God around the world. How important the Word of God is. We encourage you to read your Bible through in the year. We, we, have, we put out the uh, Bible reading schedules. gotten behind get right back into it keep reading the word of God let it let it affect your heart maybe you're here and you're not you don't know the Lord as your own personal Savior why not put your faith and trust in him today maybe there's some other need whatever the need the altar's open